So I lied. It wasn't the end of that story. <laughs> because I just realized that I started by saying that I had an epiphany. And then I went into like another tangent. So we finished the Chama meeting. Actually, we don't finish the Chama meeting. Actually, somebody calls me and says, uh, I'm working. Could you come by my office? So I'm like, hmm, okay. And I tell him, okay, we're in a Chama meeting, but uh, once we're done, then I'll be along. And he says, oh, I didn't know you were in a meeting. Do you want us to not, I mean, to cancel this after all? And I say, no, I'm ready to ditch the ladies uh, now that you've come calling. And he says, okay, sir. So he gives me directions to his uh, office. And off I go. Of course, you're wondering, okay, who is this? He giving me directions to his office. If you remember from season two, I introduced somebody called The Gentleman. <laughs> uh, the Gentleman and I have um, uh, been hanging out a lot. We have gone on quite a number of, I should say, dates. Um, and, and we are talking a lot and we basically are in communication on a daily basis. So yeah, I had, I had, uh, <laughs> I had sent him a picture earlier on before I'd gone, for, I hadn't told him apparently that I was going to a meeting, but I'd sent him a picture and I, we had discussed something that I think the previous day or two days before or something. And then I said, um, well, we just discussed it. Then I decided on the Saturday morning to send him a picture of what it is that we had discussed. And I did it, you know, in a funny pose. So, you know, um, what we had discussed was like all the way in the background. I don't know if you remember those photos of back in the day, those postcards or those success success, success cards. <laughs> and for the poor who are wondering what I'm talking about, it's okay. Uh, where people would pose um, like in the foreground and then they'd have like uh, the Kenyatta International Conference Center in the background and they would have their hand uh, strategically placed so that it looked like it was <laughs> like right on top. I know I sound so shady. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, those were the highlights of um, our youth. So I actually sort of did a picture more or less in that um, sense and I, I sent it to him. So then uh, he had picked up on the conversation, like, because he was working. And then, like, later on, he picked up on the conversation. And I think it was because he thought the picture was absolutely ridiculous. He didn't mention it. But that's a conversation we're going to have for another day. So anyhow, so um, I'd never been to his office before. And I was like, okay, let me come see where he works from. So I went. Uh, we hang out. Uh, we, we tend to have really long telephone conversations like hours sometimes even and you know sometimes at the end of them I'm like what were we talking about and then you know I realized something interesting sometimes I'm actually trying to get off of a conversation because maybe I um I'm thinking we've been talking for long and he'll just keep on perpetuating it um and 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 I always find that like pretty amusing I think I think that's what sometimes tells you that somebody um sort of likes you at least <laughs> that's what it looks like so anyway we 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 sat and we yacked and we yacked and we yacked and I don't think that he even got any work done after that but then somehow I think in the course of our talking um this is where the epiphany comes in because I don't know that it happened when we were talking 
But if, after that, uh, we left and um, I sort of partially followed him home as he was going to his home. And then uh, we had to sort of go in different directions at some point. And before we did that, he calls me and he's like, oh, I thought you were going to go in a different direction, like right after we left the office. And I'm like, no, I'm still, I mean, you can see I'm still trailing you, but it's because I intend to probably go on to the next junction. And then from there, I'll be able to. Uh, diverge into whichever street or whatever that I need to get into. So he's like, okay, sir. He's like, well, you tell me when you get home. I'm like, okay, cool. And then we part ways uh, on the road and everyone goes their way. So I get home. And for some reason, when I got home, um, I had the the house keys um, sort of, you know, that little place that you can put your keys like uh, in in between the the two seats so I had the car keys there but when I jumped out for some not the car keys the house keys but when I jumped out for some reason um, I forgot to pick them up now granted I have two sets of house keys so usually when I carry one then there's another one at home so when the offspring came to get the gate open for me when I got home he opened the gate with the other set of keys what I'll call the spare set of keys however what I did not realize was that that spare set of keys did not have all the keys that this other set has. So I get into the house, the offspring closes the burglar proof and locks it. And then he comes to me and says uh, he wants the key for the front door. And I look at that set of, of keys and I realize, oh my God, there's no front door key here. So I'm thinking, okay, it's okay. Let me get, get back into the car and get the other set of keys. But now he's padlocked the burglar proof. And guess what? The burglar proof, the padlock, I had changed a couple of months ago and I never um, put the spare key into the spare set of keys uh, because for the longest time I had not been using the spare set. Uh, with the lockdown, I've been working from home. So the keys have just sort of been seated in my room. So when I, when I had a new key card for the front door and when I had a new set of keys for the padlock, for the burglar proof, I never sort of made sure that they were on the spare set of keys and I realized it at that minute and I'm like oh my god we are locked in the house and the house keys are in the car and there's no way for me to get out of the house to get into the car because once you lock the burglar proof if you don't open it uh, using the key there's no other way to leave the house and I'm like wow so <laughs> I, I, I'm like this is the realest conundrum what to do next so um, first of all, I call the gentleman and I say to him, okay, I'm home safe, but I'm in a bit of a conundrum. And he's like, what? And I explain the situation to him and he says, ah, just go to sleep. Um, you'll figure it out in the morning. Maybe it will entail breaking some locks, but that's all it's going to be. So I'm like, okay, fine, good night. But you know me, eh? I'm borderline OCD and I'm thinking, um, first of all, that means I'll have to sleep with the front door unlocked. Yes, the burglar proof is um, is locked, but yeah, the door will be unlocked. Secondly, I have a set of keys in the car. I don't like that idea at all. I know the car is locked and everything, but the thought of having keys out there and I'm in the house and I don't have access to those same keys, uh, I was not going to sleep. So I'm like, okay, what to do? So then I think, um, fortunately, I think I might have mentioned that my brothers and one of my sisters lives in the estate. So I call my youngest brother and I'm very sure that he's going to be out somewhere. So I call him and I'm like, mm -hmm, where are you? He says, I'm at a pub. I'm like, when are you coming home? He's like, why? I say, so I explain the situation to him and he's like, ah, well, if that's what's going on, I can always like leave in the next 10 minutes and come over to your place. So I'm like, oh, woohoo. Tell him, okay, you come. 
So he comes, uh, he first explains the situation, of course, to the watchman at the gate. One of them comes with him. Uh, they try to jump over the gate to begin with, and then they realize it might not work out quite the way they had imagined. So then I shout and I say to my brother, you know what you need to do is to like move to the side where you have the lamp on top of the gate post. You can dislodge the lamp and then sit on that side, and then at least there's a bit of a raised platform for you to be able to jump in into the compound without you hurting yourself. So then, then um, while they're trying it, I'm thinking, let me try also and throw this spare set of keys out towards the gate and see if they can let themselves in. And I try to toss them. And for some reason, they hit the burglar proof at the top and they land on the windscreen of the car. <laughs> so in other words, they, as in they're no use to him, they're no use to me. So I'm like, I, uh, these guys have to like really make an effort to jump into the compound. So anyway, my brother, you know, he's like, no, I'll I'll do this for you. It's going to happen. So he gets, he, he does what I tell him and he actually is able to get into the compound and lock the the car for him uh, remotely. And he's able to retrieve the keys and woohoo, we are out of jail. Um, so of course you can imagine I was so relieved when that happened. Um, then he came in and sat for a while. And in in the meantime, I think the gentleman calls me. And I think I explained that things have gone well and whatever. And then uh, my brother then says, okay, I think I can leave now. So I'm like, sir. So he goes. Now afterwards, I think when I was sort of getting ready to retire is when I think to myself, um, there's something that has prevented me from moving on with my life and I'm not quite sure what it is, but I need to discover it for myself tonight. And I get ready for bed and I come to bed and as I sit on the bed, it hits me. Um, I told you after my partner passed away, um, I, I may have gotten rid of like his clothes and things that, you know, were pretty relevant for me to know that this is stuff that's related to him. But for me to be able to move on into even being in a new relationship, it hit me at that point that I need to get rid of my bed. Uh, because he's the one that bought it. He's the one that bought the mattress. He's the one that's bought almost everything in this house, granted. But I feel that there's a connection in that I've been unable to move on and to relate to people um, in a non-platonic way because I'm too tied up in my head um, in what my past was, in the life that I lived previously. And it just struck me. One of the major things I have to do, get rid of the bed and try and clean out of clean clean out my bedroom get rid of all the clutter that has been sitting there for ages so actually beginning um saturday today's monday that's what i've been working on i've already ordered a new bed a new chest of drawers and i'm in the process of cleaning out my closets and cleaning out everything um that was in hidden places and getting rid of things that i don't need and getting rid of the clutter so that's the epiphany i'm hoping this works out well Fingers crossed, I'll tell you how it goes. Have a very nice evening. Bye-bye.